Welcome, I'm your host, Brett Brandis, to this get-together. And joining me, it's going to be my co-host, Eric. Eric, tell him your name! My name's Eric, and this, this is this podcast going to be legendary. This is going to be a legendary, but you had to interrupt me with an action there, but you, I you did. had priority. At the, at the end of your turn, I'm going to introduce myself as a legendary. <laughs> at the beginning of the round, right? <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> Uh, here we are back at the party, back on a D&D episode. We get a little bit of a breather from our magic podcasts, <laughs> yeah. these, which is always why we like them. Like, this is why we do both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is why we, <laughs> exactly. This is why we do both and not every single week because there's Jesus. too much. There's too, too much. much going on. Back at the party this week. What you going to be drinking on this one? I'm going to drink something. I, this, I think you might have had this beer before, but I saw okay. it while I was out and I had to get it. It's Swifty. No! <laughs> what? You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So Swifty it's, is what everyone calls my character in D&D. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's phrases. There's always a time for Swifty. <laughs> oh, you have to bring me some of those when you come up for the final Okay, episode. yeah. I'll, I'll see if I, if <laughs> I'll see if I can... So where are they from? Yeah, like because I, I have never seen this beer. Texas. Blank yeah, Sun, that's why. There you go. Company, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I bet you you can only find it down there. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's well, all, good I, work on I that was immediately, I was on the hunt. I was like, I was watching this new <laughs> You're liquor like, you know store. What? And I was like, up oh. in this game on this podcast, I gotta, I gotta mine. match that. <laughs> I love the reference. Well, I kind of nailed it. I mean, this one, the episode kind of threw me a bone on this one. This is from the Newberg Brewing Company called. Boss works. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for something that was more. Uh, yeah, we're going over boss fights. This <laughs> yes, uh, this is the boss fights. I was trying to find something that was more like boss related, but like I, I was very disappointed with this place. Like I yeah. found this, and I found uh, okay. So a, it was, you're thinking you're not going to go there again? You're going to try like a different? Yeah, they ha- well, they had great beers, but not D and D themed beers, which is what I was looking for. Right, and they had one that was perfect. It was called Dungeon Map, but they they have this thing where you can like build your own six pack, but the build your own six pack is just like too expensive because each beer is like a, like a, a can of beer is like $3 or something. When you put it in that, it's just like, that's stupid. Uh, and I wanted to get the six pack, but because they have this build your own six pack thing, a lot of times you pull out a six pack from the shelves and like two of them are gone because people, yeah. they're not supposed to do that, but they just rip off one of the ones. So that's what happened with this beer called dungeon map. I was like, oh, oh that would be perfect. Yeah, that's great. Now, apparently, this is a part of a whole boss collaboration series. So you could have gone with, there's 23 different ones that I guess are all called Boss Works. This is number 21 of the 23 different ones. So there's a lot of boss, boss beers boss here. Stuff. Boss there's beers. So this is another, this just looks like an IPA, I think. But it's all like, it's just random stuff. Because like, it's a collab series. So they just kind of were mm. just like, we're just going to like make random stuff. We're just going to make <laughs> I wonder if like Boss Works is another like brewing company or something. No, because yeah, it names all the brewing companies that are, that participated, I guess. And I guess they had like, 
yeah, this is like the 21st of them. I don't know. Either way. Cool. It tastes good. So there we go. Tastes yeah, good this... and it's beer. So. <laughs> right. So, that. And that's what we've been looking for. Back on a D&D podcast, do we have a good story of the week to tell? Oh, man. This, we're, we're basically like really wrapping up. And so... As I'm sure we mentioned Doesn't before. feel it. <laughs> I know, like, last episode, I felt like, oh, yeah, we see the, the light at the end. of the-. Now we're, like, in this new dungeon, and I'm like, we're never getting out of here. We're, this is- <laughs> <laughs> we're, never, getting we're never getting out of here. We're just in this dungeon forever now, and that's that. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so b- basically what's going to happen, our dear listeners, is that we're planning on getting together for this last session. But, of course, that means we're constrained by everyone's schedules so (laughs) get this thing on to actual point where we know in an eight-hour session we could like we could do it get it get into the final boss fight exactly as it were so basically (laughs) a lot of what i have planned just turns into i'm just gonna tell that <laughs> like a lot of <laughs> the exposition is gonna happen especially next uh, next yeah uh, yeah we're gonna have to get a lot of the story arc out of the actual way yeah which because you know a lot of our time is spent you, you walk into a dungeon and of course you're a curious party you want to see every nook and cranny doesn't matter if nothing's there well of course we have to look at it well that means that we got to roll that after the roll an explanation follows and then the sixth party member is off on his own doing his own thing. You just got to go through so many little it's and bits and pieces. It takes forever in any dungeon. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. And like, you, I don't really feel comfortable like rushing it because that kind of ruins like the whole point. Otherwise, it's just me telling you the story. Yeah, right. And and, and there's so much developed in a dungeon, right? They, they've exactly. done so much work creating that world within the dungeon that like it is fun to explore. And Oh, yeah, it and there's like there's there's rewards for exploring like you get like cool yep, stuff right. and things like that even so, though i'm ripping door after door and what's there is like oh there's a broken bed in there yeah oh, i rifle through the through the bed but really i'm just like ah, i don't want to really <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> can you just <laughs> yeah like is there anything in there i just want to leave <laughs> yeah and i don't know if you've noticed but like I basically told you like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in here that's really you don't really see anything. But only when there is something to find, I make you roll for it. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like okay, now okay. now I'll make you roll for it. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the boss fights. These are the quintessential parts of the campaign. I think next to like natural role playing, or like, you know, not forced in other words. Like the this the organic role-playing portions that come out mm-hmm. of the campaign are some of the most memorable moments besides that it's boss fights it's like it's not the, oh, any yeah. given fight here and there it's like it's these fights yeah the the there are several reasons we'll go kind of go over them but like yeah these are the the oftentimes like the climaxes or the most harrowing experiences the party can have and yeah there's there's a lot of like emergent like story stuff that goes on just like randomly that happens because someone rolled a natural one and that and hilarious stuff happens those are very memorable but yeah like right. the boss fights are like but this is the story yes yeah and in fact so you own how many modules do you own of like actual campaigns like strad you own i think two uh, but i so what i'm asking is because i don't own a single one are is most of what's in there boss fights like it just like a string of like boss fights i would um, imagine like a lot of the material would be other than, you know, here's this town, that town, this town. I feel like most of the 
story of a module happens in the boss fight. Ye- well, yes and and no. It like yes, like the most of the story is built around like especially Strahd. Like the cool thing about Curse of Strahd is you you essentially like start the boss encounter right at the beginning. And the encounter <laughs> is like trying to figure out how to beat this guy. Like this guy's been right. ruling over Barovia for hundreds of years or thousands of years, depending on how you play it. And it's like, how are you, how are you gonna, how are you gonna get this guy? Right. But Almost the, video game esque in that way, right? Like they introduce yes. the villain immediately. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they swoops in, show force, leave, right. and you're like, oh shit. And then you go and fight. <laughs> right. Uh, you don't see but, him for like another year. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see him forever. You're like, wait, who are we fighting again? No, so the, a lot of the, a lot of it's more like, describing the towns and the NPCs in the town. And then they'll be like, okay, if your okay. party's looking for a side quest, this is a side quest. Because honestly, that's a lot of the work is getting the names, the motivations for all the gotcha. uh, NPCs and stuff. Because the the boss fight is essentially like a room. Here's a stat block. And then they, they intentionally leave it open. For- oh, okay. Interesting. I actually thought it would be the opposite. And, and here's why. I think there's... Three distinct features of a boss fight that definitely separates it from any given fight. One is that they usually have an actual story connection. Yes. Barely any of the other encounters have anything to do with the actual story. It's mostly shoved in there for some kind of, you know, for any reason. Yeah, environmental reasons like you stumble into a wolf's den, there's going to wolves attack you. Like, happenstance. Maybe your DM gets really mad that you keep bubbling up every night, so he just wants to mess with you. Yeah, messes with you. Uh, that totally didn't happen. What are you talking about? Uh, no yeah, does that. Yeah, like sometimes you you use other fights for like, you just kind of want to wear down your party's resources. So the boss fight feels a little more impactful. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, right. The pre-boss fight fight, yeah, but, <laughs> which is just meant to like scare you just enough to like yeah. use a bunch of stuff. And then you're like, oh. Like, now we're ah, fighting. No, I <laughs> yeah, I love that. That is a smart little tactical. Because you never know. You never know where you're going to end up. And like, exactly. Yeah, you're like, wait, is it? Is every combat feels like you're just. Oh, I, we got to win this. Like right this now, guy. we yeah. can't. Yeah, you don't want to be taking any damage. So you're just. I'll use all my resources right now because I just don't want to die. But yeah, it's the boss fight is like the point of the thing where it's you get a contract to go kill this monster. And then the monster is really big, and then you have to fight it. <laughs> or something like Curse of Strahd, where it's like the whole campaign is directed towards this one final conflict, and you're right. just like, have to be like, yes, we're ready. My my second point kind of connects with the story connection. Is boss fights are they're the only ones that will actually have a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now not every boss fight has it. Right? If you talked about that monster one, if it's yeah, just a big giant beast, it's not going to start talking. Be like, well, well, well. <laughs> but it would be cool if it suddenly did, right? Like all of a sudden, would, the giant change the game. Yeah, you'd be like, wait a second, this thing's intelligent. <laughs> but because they're part of the story, generally, and yes, it's a little cliche, like you know, movie wise, like the boss is going to reveal his whole plan to you before you murder him. Mm-hmm. Crap like that. But like, no, they're actually it's actually important because it 
that also furthers the actual story. If you didn't have that dialogue, it would just feel like a game where just like a video game. We're like, right. we don't, we just skip all the dialogue and we just start murdering the thing. Like, I don't care. Right, skip that. Go right. Yeah. Into the I want to go back into the fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you actually have to go through that. Yeah. And it's not just because if the DM has something prepared, he's going to make, he's going to make everyone listen to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like D&D finds this like happy medium between video game, like tactics. And it feels like you're, Actions actually matter. And like you said about like movie or book final encounters where Mm -hmm. it's just like, ah, yes, this is the climax of the story here. Right. Lastly is one thing we mentioned in our wrap up of last episode when we were previewing this is that there are going to be environmental or even should we say legendary actions Mm. taking place during these fights, which totally changes it from a normal fight i mean oh it's not even the same yes and a lot of not all boss fight not all bosses need this but there are essentially three main components to like a legendary a legendary encounter or boss or something there's these things called legendary actions legendary resistances and layer actions so legendary actions, they'll have a certain number of these per turn. So let's say Brett has three legendary actions. That means he has a, a set of actions he can do, usually like move or attack or cast a spell. And it costs a certain number of these actions. So like, I want to take a swing, that will cost one. I want to cast a third level spell, that'll cost two. And you can use these legendary actions at the end of any other person's turn. Right. and Basically, this is here for balance reasons because, like, the action economy just becomes ridiculously in the party's favor if you're going to Right, right, right. I have a really great example of this. Uh, and this was on a level one fight, which is a very curious time to have a boss fight. <laughs> you know, everyone's <laughs> level one. It, the, the actions are very limited to, like, just swinging, swinging back right. and forth. But I had a party of, like, ten people, which is just way too many people to have, like, a normal fight, especially against one thing. You can't have 10 people surround one little character. So I had certain legendary actions that allowed him, yes, the freedom of movement thing. So he could teleport with a legendary action. Just so he wasn't hamstrung in a single place. And at level one, very few things can just teleport. And then he had another legendary action, which would summon a bunch of skeletons. And that gave a lot more, you know, enemies for 10 people to start turning around and flacking. They're just skeletons. They were weak, but... It was really important for this boss to have an actual thing to do. Yeah, uh, other stuff to do. And the part that makes this interesting, other than just because it's like, why not just beef up the monster's attack, is like, at some point, you're just like, one hitting KO in people. Like, you need to be that, like, the damage per round needs to be almost that strong in order to have an appreciable effect. And we'll uh, we'll want that legendary action to be like something cool, like you said, like a teleport, where it's just like, oh, well, now I have to think about like this monster could be anywhere, so it's not worth yeah. it for us to run all up next to him, and then he'll just teleport away and hit us with a bunch of range attacks. So we're gonna have to strategically plan. Okay, if he does do this, what do we do? Mobility is one of the coolest and most hard things to interact with in D&D especially in these boss fights and you you need your boss to be mobile I mean you can't have him sit in one spot the whole time you, you just can't it's just it won't be interesting that way either right it's just yeah you need them to actually interact with their environment as well 
you know, maybe walk over to the wall to smack it, which does something. Uh, you can't just have him stand in the middle of the room and keep thwacking at the barbarian. That's, just, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's it, not what he would do anyway. Just not, like... not super <laughs> The next thing are legendary resistances. And this is the thing that will come up both the new party members and new players who'd be like, wait, what? That's not fair. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It, it feels the most like cheating. So basically a boss will, well, traditionally it'll be three legendary resistances. And basically anytime you fail a saving throw, you can just use one of these resistances and just choose to succeed. So like someone <laughs> tries to polymorph you, uh, you fail your saving throw. No, I didn't. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary. Uh, Done. And again, it's for balance reasons, for things. Yeah, you can't just turn your giant ass dragon into a sheep and say, well, we're done with it now. I guess we're done now. Yeah, yeah. like. Okay, Strahd uh, <laughs> is now a squirrel and the squirrel can do whatever he wants because he's a squirrel and we won. So and we won now. Let's yeah. just leave. It's like, oh, we'll turn back in an hour. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but inevitably, so we'll be like, wait, what? I, I wasted my spell on it. And it's kind of great because that's, I feel like, what an actual hero would feel like. Would do, yeah, It'd it's be true. like, no, yeah, like, I'm use my first, then high level, fourth level spell to polymorph this, this, like, this giant that we've been tracking down for the past 13 days. It doesn't work. It's like, what? No. One episode we definitely have to do is talk about metagaming because it, it and it's, Ooh, yeah. it's the more entrenched you are in D and D, it gets harder not to. The more you know about the game, uh, you can't erase that knowledge. Like, yeah, I know it's going to resist my polymorph. I think my character probably would polymorph it, but it feels so wrong to do that because you also have to play with this ability to like actually strategize. And a lot of times, right. the boss fights are a place where. It's okay to have a lot of knowledge. Yeah, that's that's honestly a big part of the boss fight. Yeah, I, yeah I was gonna it's, talk it's about okay that to bit. know things that like, yeah, it's gonna resist your polymorph. Okay, yeah. don't don't even attempt it. Like you know, and I, and I, there's there's a point at which maybe your character would know. Yeah, this dragon's yeah. not just gonna turn into a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, at some point, yeah, like after that's happened a couple times, you're probably just like. Uh, like it's probably not yeah, gonna work like, but i'm I just fought, gonna try i fought yeah. some really big things before and i don't think it's gonna work maybe i'd mm -hmm. rather you know do this, do this. instead yeah. yeah yeah you got it's it's but metagame is a big part of D D that uh is very tough subject uh-huh yeah <laughs> and yeah like this these kinds of things you can kind of play around that as a dm a little bit because like I can't imagine anything that gets pe gets people more than the fourth legendary resistance. <laughs> if, if like like pretty much everybody has three, so it's like mm. in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, that was the third one. Now I'm gonna banish <laughs> this thing, and it'd be like, it's actually gonna choose to succeed using its fourth one. Now you're like, how many does this thing have? Yeah, it like what are we again. doing now? <laughs> yeah, so now we're gonna go into the the third like legendary Category. aspect of it are which i think is kind of the most uh exciting is yeah. layer actions this actually changes the fight right i mean yeah, like oh, the yeah. legendary things are just like okay it, it that's just making the thing overpowered that's what those two do right it's just like okay this is an actual right. fight now it made it push it's pushed its power level to a point where you know wow this thing is going to be tough but the last part actually puts flavor in. Yeah, and th this is kind of where, as a DM, you can kind of like, I don't want to say cheat, but there are aspects <laughs> of the game that it's kind of expected that you follow as a DM or as like an NPC, even a boss follows. Like, 
uses a spell list. Like it's you can make your up your own spells. You can do whatever you want. But if you cast certain spell that like I don't know if you cast fireball, but you said roll sixteen d six, everyone's gonna be like, wait a second, what's going on here? But with lair actions, you can do. It's like if you're in a volcano, pools of lava appear from out from underneath the ground. And now these areas of the maps are now untraversable unless you do some sort of like you start flying or try to jump over them or right. There are pe- like we had in one of our fights, I had skeletons rise from the ground because there was a, like a necromantic force in the, uh, in the Yeti's skull or we shut you- that down before that even we got to that point. I know. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> but yeah, you could just do crazy stuff. I also remember one like that we didn't get to, which what which would have been curious and interesting at least was what the water level was rising in the room. So once it, you know, once it gets to a certain point, well, we're like submerged in the water. It would have been very hard to start, you know, continue the fight when we're oh, all in water. <laughs> yeah, the, my this kind of goes into another thing I want to talk about. Like, oh, make like keep everything exciting. Like, have different stages. Like, my plan yeah. for that is if the water level got above, there was like a couple steps of the altar that I was kind of using as kind of a visual clue of a timer. Yeah, and if right. it if it got above the final step of the altar then the flesh monster could swim because it was so heavy it couldn't move that fast. Ah, so you so guys would have been... the point in which it could have moved really it fast. It could have moved that, really fast. That basically was a boss where it could not move. Yeah, it, did, it yeah. didn't move. It just sat in the middle of the room and we literally just took four corners of the room and just started beating And just on started wailing on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was a learning experience for me too. <laughs> where you're just like, hmm, this was boring. Yeah, well, we should talk about that too because that goes into our party composition. The way our party was built, what, we're very spellcaster heavy, or at least were. Yeah, I, I would, um, yeah, that is correct. And I would amend that slightly to as far as my perspective of it was like range versus melee mm-hmm. where like back before two party members died, there was only like one melee class and only everybody a single else person wanted to stand in melee. Like yeah. no one was getting close except and, for one character. Yeah. And, and that was perfectly <laughs> fine. And that's like a decent team comp because one person can just sit there saying like, no, I'm going to tank all the hits because I'm a barbarian and I have a million hit points. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of damage and everyone else can be like, okay, well, I'm going to give you advantage on this attack. I'm going to make <laughs> him paralyzed or I'm going to do the, and just play support. And it worked, but yeah, as a, as a DM, you kind of figure out real quick that you can't just throw regular, like you can't like rock elementals or werewolves or people at you where it's just like, no, it's just. Yeah. Cause what choice, what choice does it have? Right. It's staring at the one barbarian in front of him. It's going to yeah. swing at the one thing in front of him. And and by exactly. the time a single round's done, it's like, okay, it's dead. Like, we're yeah. all destroying this. And every, everybody else is like 45 feet away. So it's like, okay, <laughs> right. I'm going to use all of my movement to get there and not attack. And then the barbarian's going to come up and attack me again. It's yeah, like, it's going to take an opportunity attack just for doing that. And then it's, yeah, and, and like everyone else is still fine with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what? Do we say is a good party composition for a boss fight? We're talking like one. Imagine a party of four. If there's four people, do you need two to be in melee range? Well, I think you need... It's strange because I've always tried to tailor the boss fights to the party. Right. Just to make sure it's not boring. And this is going to be the overarching theme. If you take one thing away is don't make... 
it boring. Yeah. <laughs> because these fights can last more rounds than any other fight, like twice or three times as long. And at round eight, if you're doing the exact same thing, then it's always like, all right, I cast the cantrip. Okay, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to swing twice. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it just becomes like algorithmic. Yeah, I, you definitely need somebody that can take a hit because... Right. I, I, I was going to... So let's, let's also talk about this and bring it into the conversation. It, what classes you think are good and what classes do you think are kind of weak in boss fights? And first thing that comes to my mind about weak, some spellcasters really suffer. When they look like crazy overpowered in a lot of engagements... I'm thinking specifically like even going as far as the wizard, which is like yeah. a class that's typically extremely strong. All of a sudden in a boss fight, they go down so fast. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Like you tickle a wizard with a dragon. They're like, oh, I'm down. Like, <laughs> yeah, and if they ever run out of spell slots, which is possible, they're useless. Yeah, exactly. Spell slots are limited and they don't have infinite and if you gone if you went through that pre boss fight and they used three spells of their high level spells and now they're stuck in the boss fight and they have all two level twos and below and they're like I, I like can do sorry it, yeah. level two spells kind of <laughs> can't even fireball here and even the, like fireball is a perfect example for something that in a typical fight when there's six enemies and you fireball in the middle of them yeah mm. holy crap that yeah that wizard just did like two hundred damage now against the boss. This thing's probably got resistance to fire. It's only one enemy. It probably saved. It probably saved its dex throw. Right. Yeah, the, it, all their save throws are nuts. So it probably took like a fourth of the damage anyway. Yeah. And it, you just it, used your spell slot, which you have limited of. Yeah. If you if you were using like like at level five, fireball is amazing, even in a boss fight because it. That's like the best. Thing it's you just can be so doing. power. Yeah, right. It's just so strong. At that but level. at like level, we're level ten right now. Like the barbarian does, like its damage modifier is seventeen or something right. insane, which is like what a base level fireball fireball is going to do. Yeah, <laughs> With <laughs> like a single swing. That, yeah, assuming that they save. So yeah, exactly. Like that's that's kind of why I like some of the spellcasters is they change into like a support role. Like that's why haste is a way better third level spell to cast than fireball Yeah, or slow or something like that. But these boss fights definitely also, there's one thing you have to consider, which we mentioned with, with uh, spell slots coming, you need endurance in these boss fights. These are the longer fights. They oh, go yeah. longer rounds. So your actions are much more vital to be the most powerful they can be. And spellcasters have this weird thing where they start like a pyramid and then just dip further down the yeah it goes their first a spellcaster's first like three rounds are insane and then after that and it's like fall off okay yeah like <laughs> oh i see what you did there oh you you cast fog cloud nice not to mention like one cone of cold from the boss can knock down a wizard just just that's it yeah if they <laughs> like off. a yeah. single spell that you didn't resist you're down all the mm -hmm. barbarians like I could take like six of those. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> save, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just keep bringing them. So, so somebody that can take a hit. I I'm a big fan of like paladins and and boss fights. It's like a lot of the ro uh, like rogues. I think definitely come to mind because they can reduce half the damage. And we mentioned how a lot on our last character creation series it scales. So the, yes, the boss is doing bigger and bigger hits of damage. Rogue still having it every time. Right, every single time. And avoiding some of its area of effect attacks completely oh, yeah. sometimes. It's pretty crazy. And like 
And this and is you where... also always have sneak attack on a boss. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say, like, I think party composition is way more important in a boss fight than any individual's power levels. Because, like, if you're the only melee character and you're a rogue, then it's like you need some other way to get. You need attack. someone else nearby. Right. Yeah. And some of, some of the other classes have sneak attack, uh, like built into their subclass, like the inquisitive mind or whatever in the, or the inquisitor. Yeah. Or insightful fun. fighting is called. Yeah. yeah um, that was a fun build I did. But yeah, like you, you definitely need to have like a good, I guess, good complementary abilities. Yeah. With that said, that means that like if we're talking a party of four, you probably do want two and two. You probably want two melee, two spellcasters in mm-hmm. general. As exactly. just a general, like, yes, that balance is important. <laughs> yeah, you could probably get away important. with one and three, but if it's a one, yeah, you don't want it to be a rogue. It better be a barbarian. Yeah, or a fighter. If he's the only melee, it better be a barbarian. Yeah, or a fighter. Paladins are good, too. Spellcasters don't really matter which ones they are. I guess for a boss fight in general, it's better to have, like, the clerics or the... Maybe even a druid or yeah. a wizard. Yeah, warlocks are kind of rough. These warlocks, they're they're, they're they don't have any spell slots in general. Yeah, they have two spell slots. Yeah, because their strength is that they get them back on short rest, not long rest. But you're not right. going to wait around for an hour. No, in the middle of a boss fight. So they struggle a lot. I would argue for sure. As out of all the spell classes, yeah, yeah, they they they'll struggle the most. Sorks maybe the next most because they they their resources are pretty limited, especially with their sorcery points. They use those up. They're pretty weak. Yeah, their whole whole deal is using sorcery points. But man, it's just a resource heavy. These are resource heavy fights. So yeah, the, the less you which, have, the more you're hurting. Which is why I think these are more exciting. Like you can't have yeah. long fights. Like not every single counter can be a long fight. Otherwise it'll be like, uh, I guess I'll, we're fighting 28 bandits. It's, it's <laughs> almost like, it's almost like you revert back to level one, right? We're like, I'm, yeah, I'm all out of spell sl- slots. So I'll use my cantrip for the fifth yeah. time in a row. <laughs> like, yeah, I've like, been out of uh, spell slots forever now. I have one action I can do. Or you're waiting you're- on that. Like, one big like I'm gonna save Cone of Cold until he's almost dead or something. Or <laughs> wasted all of his legendary resistances. Right. How do you keep the the fight from stalling out to that level? Like what if people are just like spinning their wheels? Like do it like falling into the same trap of like I I've done the same action for three turns in a row. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting because it'll it depends on what the narrative importance of this specific encounter is mm-hmm. like if the point is to go kill this thing and you track it to its lair and it's trying to defend itself it's up to the party to run away and regroup at that point right although if like the villain encounters the party in another area like let's say they're in a war camp or something and you you surprise or you surprise them on the road and they fight and now it's losing or it's yeah it's depleted its resources or you have i might say like okay it's going to lord over you how depleted you are and it's still fine and it's gonna bounce you know <laughs> you you have oh to, just to be like actually make the decision to stop fighting this guy yeah so. exactly <laughs> it, it is the most important thing to make that boss fight not boring and if it is becoming boring you switch something up if maybe yeah, i was gonna say one of the things i've noticed that you do and i don't know if it's something de- designed specifically in strad but on most of our boss fights the fight completely changes halfway through almost on every fight 
you yeah. have that one fight where there was a huge witch and we think we're just fighting the witch and then bam she animates the friggin' house and we're fighting the house now like yeah. the, the fight switched we went through like how many rounds then we had like the statue guy where we're fighting the statue guy halfway through boom he exploded he's now a big blob monster uh-huh. we're fighting a blob like that the fight completely all the changed yeah like that- halfway through those are conscious decisions on my end, just to make it interesting. Right. So you're uh, there's always a, like I think you mentioned it. Like there's stages. You do yeah, all stages, these fights yeah. in stages, which definitely feels good. Yeah, because your strategy doesn't work in each of the stages. It, you have to switch it up each time. Exactly. You may got to make sure your players are continuously making new choices, and it might not be extremely new, but it could be like, oh, I didn't know that. This monster like could grapple somebody from that far away. Now mm. it's reeling him in to go bite. Like now the fight becomes not. I'm gonna. Is, I know this monster probably has 200 hit points. I can't kill it now. What can I do to save my party member? It becomes right. like that, or do other stuff like classic. We're trying to complete a ritual, and the and the villain's trying to stop us. Uh, so now it's about stalling for time or we're trying to stop a ritual from happening. And maybe after each stage, something else happens. Right. I think one of the more interesting challenges in a boss fight is find if on the DM side is figuring out something else that the martial characters should be doing than just swinging their swords at the boss directly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's If they have a choice to like, there's a diamond sh- glowing in the corner of the room and it sort of appears magical and they're supposed to like dash to the edge of the room to smash that diamond. That's more engaging for them than just standing front and smashing the yeah. boss every time. And and then you introduced obstacles on their way over to that diamond and they're, <laughs> they're getting right. pulled in different directions. And Exactly. And it can be something as simple as like there's lots of creatures that when you hit them, they deal damage back to you. Like the Reberaz... Ah, so then they have to think about a different way to use their attacks. Like, well, every time I swing at this thing, it just hurts me for more. I clearly shouldn't do that. I should look to do something else. Is there something else I can do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just swinging, hacking at this thing and taking a bunch of damage, maybe there's some other way in which I can be useful. Because in general, right, spellcasters have so much choice in what they do. Yeah, all their spells do something. (laughs) Yeah, right? They look at the spell sheet and they're just like, well, one of these things can do something cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, the stabbing thing that works? Okay. You have advantage on your attacks now or something. But, and, and I'll say, that's not to say that you shouldn't start off your fight where do Just like go ahead having, and swing. Yeah, yeah. Go, go swing some damage. It's fun for the barbarian to roll all their dice and be like, oh, dice. I did 50 damage. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta, that's like part of the reward aspect of it. Absolutely. But you're absolutely right. Like, you, it's the martial characters in particular, since that's what their strengths are, you have to give them a choice. Like, do the, do I do the thing that I know that I'm good at and build my character to do? Or do I do the thing that might succeed more? Whatever that means. I just always found that to be an interesting challenge. Because making it fun for them is going to be the hardest part. Again, spellcasters have all the choice in the world. They'll make it fun for themselves, even if they do something stupid. Yeah. At least they tried to do something. A martial <laughs> character is kind of stuck in the fight. I mean, you're trying to get your character close, which is sometimes really difficult. So especially for those fights where it's a dragon, right, who's normally flying and up in the air, 
Yeah. You gotta, like, what is, what's the fighter to do who can't just, like... Yeah. <laughs> Who's just sitting on the ground? It's like, right, I'll hold my action to swing. And it's like, all right, it lands over here. Yeah, it landed away from you. You so see that wizard? It looks super not covered in metal, so the dragon's gonna, <laughs> gonna go after that. God, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they have to figure out something to do. And I think tailoring it for the party comp, it kind of goes a little bit beyond just the actual encounter part of it is like you said about its actual connection to the story it might be something like hey there's kind of like in curse of strad where this is a little more put in front of you as part of the story but you're like how are we going to kill this 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 guy who's basically a god oh well let's do research about it let's go over here and maybe the rogue is super good at sneaking into buildings and figuring stuff out that's a that's a part of the encounter quote-unquote that they can excel in, and it makes it that, and that's all part of the pre-boss fight phase right yeah. it's like setting up the boss fight becomes incredibly important in that mm-hmm. uh, where, where they actually are planning the encounter rather than just stumbling upon a boss that they weren't expecting which happens more often than not right i mean i i, I wasn't ready for any except for this one that we're talking about where yes there's the final boss which we've been working up towards the rest of the boss fights we haven't been prepared for. We've just been stumbling into them. Yeah, there there was a... Well, <laughs> the kind of funny part about the, the Babala Saga fight was I had planned on you not seeing that for a while. <laughs> yeah, we kind of stumbled across that. But that's like the great part about D&D, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did. We skipped we, we skipped a whole bunch of steps and walked like straight there. Yeah, like, you're just oh, like, okay. why don't we go here? I was like, well, I mean, yeah, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I had like left a little, I thought it was a little clue about, oh, there's this thing over here. And you guys were like, you know what? Blow let's past not do that. our plans. <laughs> Let, well, yeah, you guys were like, let's go do this. And then yeah. like, I was like, all right, I thought you were going to do that way later. And you yeah. Do that, and then just beelined it. Mm-hmm. Got a couple NPCs captured and killed along the way. <laughs> oh no, I don't have to worry about them anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, you have a great, you have a great sense for killing off all NPCs in boss fights. Yeah there there was there was one point in that fight in particular that I had to make a a tough call because uh, <laughs> I was like, I can kill somebody right here. Ah, okay. Yeah, how is it on the DM side for, you know this fight's going to be difficult. You know how everyone's looking (laughs) during the fight. Mm -hmm. You know the choice that the character would make. Are they, like, going to sit there and just annihilate the barbarian after he's already down? Like, Yeah, that that is a very interesting thing that you have to be ready for in your head. I think it's, it's difficult to make that choice in the moment. Because it might you might become a victim of your emotions or something, or like, mm. and usually it's not against the party. Usually it's I'm not going to kill this this person. No, but anything can happen. It's a luck based game. If you right. roll, or if you're rolling twenties, 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 might die. Yeah, you I mean, there's yeah. not a lot you could do about it. It's exactly. Like, hey, yeah, crit you three times. I, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> and there, there's definitely some creatures that in the monster book they're like they are cruel and mean so it's like okay in my head i'm like it's looking to kill the thing right it's like if the barbarian is down and unconscious i'm going to attack the unconscious barbarian to make him lose death saves right like and then maybe i'll like 
hit him one so he loses two just to make it super tense for his one roll <laughs> and then move on to somebody else. So you won't like kill him outright, but you just really, really rank ratchet up the tension. Be like, right. oh, you thought you had full like turn cycle. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh-huh. You have your turn, then he needs to make the last death save. <laughs> but yeah, basically that one was it turned out Rudolph was the one doing the most damage to it, to Bob Lasaga on like a per round basis. So that was who she decided to kill. To target, to annihilate, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, you it was just destroyed. Figure of death just destroyed them. <laughs> he just got deleted. And there was no So that's what you're stage. saying by your hard choice. It's like, I know I have this spell. I know it will kill literally anyone I target. Yeah, like unless I roll <laughs> just like garbage. All right. Yeah, it was just like, I know I can kill somebody. And I know, yeah, that fight, she was all about keeping Irene alive for Strahd. Right. So it wasn't going to be her. It wasn't going to be her. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And it so it worked out that way. <laughs> but yeah, I, that is a very interesting aspect of it because like you have to make another decision be like do you really want this fight this fight can end however you want to because you're the dm and kind of like i said before i if i if i was just just crushing you right (laughs) she might have just taken irena and Mm. and bounced and and left right and i i I actually did have a plan for that right and it was she and that makes gonna, a lot of sense. Yeah, she was it, going to was capture all of you and then bring you guys to Yester Hill to put make you guys a part of a ritual to summon the the Avatar of Kabarn. Oh man! So we would have skipped ahead to where we were almost were like a couple yeah. weeks ago. Whoa. Okay. And then you would have had to you guys were woken up in chains, bound underneath the uh, Yester Hill, right? Uh, and then tried to without trying to get gear, out of that as, as like a pseudo punishment for losing. Just be like, okay, you don't have anything. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of choice, especially in a pre built campaign, like you were mentioning in this aspect. Like, hey, shove them into, yeah, you're losing the boss fight. You don't want the campaign to end. Yeah. <laughs> Shunt him off into a different section. Yeah. It's like, all right. And now you're here. And it, it you try to make it make sense. Although, I like in the back <laughs> of your mind, I'm sure all of you would have been like, he could have killed us if he wanted to. <laughs> I, think, I think we were going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were about to die. And then he gave us a bone. But, you know, that's part of it. And then you can you can make the fight end however you want to. But that is pretty, it's interesting because now you know there's somebody out here who can beat all of you. And now, now you have to get back up, get back on your feet, and then get stronger and then fight yeah what's a party gonna do about that right you're like immediately motivated like okay we have like that thing we have to fight that again we have to get like gain like three levels and go back and, and then go that. back yeah <laughs> which is pretty cool another thing i want to talk about is boss monsters are like the best things to homebrew <laughs> that uh, is true yeah. right it's almost bounded by nothing yeah because you can just do whatever like for right. the uh the yeti fight I literally just took a Yeti and took a troll and smashed them together. Right. Literally in the game. That's how I described it. <laughs> yeah. And, actually, and was, yes. And I loved that fight. I mentioned to you how that was mm-hmm. that was one of the coolest fights. I mean, we yeah, we didn't do a traditional fight in that one at all. Like we totally No, but yeah, it was messed awesome. with it. But it was a great I thought it was a wonderful atmosphere. It was fantastic in that. Like the ice cave with giant yeah. things going around. It was a really cool atmosphere. And if, for mine that now that we're mentioning that it, Mine that I mentioned was was total homebrewed. Yeah. I took the concept of have you ever played Diablo? Yeah, I play. It was a Diablo 3's character kind of at the. It was like 
the very first boss you ever fought in Diablo 3 was like this skeleton that would like teleport and like summon a bunch of skeletons. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's like the perfect boss that I'm yeah. looking for, for like the end of a temple. So I like homebrewed that kind of character. Yeah, and you, you don't need to build out the whole stat block or something. There are, you need to look at the spells if your characters have spells in them to be like, okay, what is its wisdom save? What is its right. strength save if they're going to be grappled or something like that? figure that out but yeah this this is like prime homebrew just like let go like if there's a crazy thing and re reskin monsters i've done that a whole lot where mm. a monster is like wow this is really cool but it's you know from the abyss of hell and your campaign is not about <laughs> that it's like but you're in the fate wild you're like you know what maybe this looks like this now and Maybe it has, like, two less strength and plus two charisma or something. Right, and this also goes into, like, try and be creative about those legendary actions that we mentioned. It won't just yeah. have the typical actions of a character. It'll be able to do these weird things that wouldn't normally be seen. Yeah, and the higher the level, the more fun it is, because <laughs> after level 10, or, like, level 10 you can do this, too, uh, you can literally throw anything you want at the party. Like they are, <laughs> they are so powerful. It's almost like I, I have to remind myself because I'm just like, Ooh, yeah. this is really strong. And it'd be like, no, what? Like, they're just going to roll over me if I don't just <laughs> throw them at them. Like I was, uh, there was a fight recently where our sorcerer got feeble minded. And so to make it not boring for them, I, I picked a monster them for a him character. to play yeah. uh, to fight against the party. <laughs> And I had this, like... Because his character was literally rendered useless. It was, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't cast spells. His <laughs> intelligence and charisma were one. Yeah. He couldn't he do it. He just anything. sat in the back, uh, scared. So, basically, I had this... He, this, uh, Drew could cast, like, at eighth level spells. Like, super powerful. And there was, like, legendary actions and lair actions involved. And I'm like, okay, how strong do I want to make this side character? And then I was like, oh, is uh, this okay. too, like... Is this too crazy doing like it was like 3d8 like bludgeoning and 3d8 psychic damage per hit and you could do right. two attacks and you could cast shield and all this stuff and i was like what am i talking about you just put them in <laughs> just throw them in there like i should make him stronger <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably like, yeah i mean honestly that fight overall felt right you know i i barely took any hits that whole fight right I don't even think I took damage, honestly. The rest of the party was getting beat up because, I mean, yeah. that guy was around. But, yeah, I He's... think I made him scared of me, and then that kind of ruined him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just played your pipes. He's like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to go near him then. The It's interesting how, like, the party reacts to the fight or how well it's going because from the DM side, I, like, see all your health go down, and you're all, like, half health. But, like, the party's like, oh, my gosh, we're all almost dead. I'm like, you guys are halfway done. <laughs> well, and that goes hand-in-hand hand with, I've mentioned this a million times, D&D is such a spiky game. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because you're half health, that, that is probably bad. That means you're exactly. probably going to die. If yeah. you take a hit, you will go down. I, exactly. I literally can probably only take two hits. Yes, the first hit probably won't kill me. If I'm at full health, I can pro I will take a hit just fine and nothing's going to happen. But if I'm at half health, I, uh, anything can kill me. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> it, and it's kind of like you said about, like, if you're within cone of cold range, like, you never feel safe. I might die. Yeah, that's what I mean. I might die. Yeah, it's because you never I, know. I try and keep my health pretty high because I know, if I, yeah, as soon as I'm at, like, that half point threshold, I might die. That That's yeah. it. That's it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it, 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 
it's just interesting coming from like the DM side because like in my head I'm like if you guys keep fighting the way you are you're definitely we're going done to win. in this in two rounds yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's like ooh how how are you looking like oh I'm down like 38 hit points I'm like okay I'm gonna use my action to heal you and like I totally understand that because right right you never know when I'm gonna we don't crit. know like. Yeah. So you just, know that your guy's at low health, but we're not attacking him right now. Yeah, because we're dealing with other stuff. We're like trying to survive here. Exactly. Or like how it feels so impactful having one of your party members go down. And it definitely is because that's the start of the domino. Effect yeah, where, it wastes a lot of time, right? Once a yeah. character goes down, it wastes so much. In boss fights, it's really tough to use your action just to get up your party member when you could just turn around and swing at the boss again, which might kill him. Because because when a character's down, they do get rolls to get themselves back up. Right. You know, that's what their action's forced to do. So you don't have to use your action to get them back up. Exactly. And it, it, it totally depends on the type of monster, too. Like a spellcaster with fireball, that could be really bad. Because if it if this the down character just so happens to be in the radius, that's an auto-death fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, death fail. Death saving throw failure. But if it's just a guy, just a guy, it's a boss fight, so it's never just a guy. But like, <laughs> if it's a guy swinging a sword, uh, doing one like target per thing, then you could you could probably let him go get for away one with roll, it. right? Right, let um, him let him rest and try and get that save. And... But it's kind of goes back to what you said about metagaming because like, yeah, you see you somebody doing? go down, you just saw a guy go down. Yeah, yeah, you might run over and help him. But metagaming in the D and D sense, right? It's probably not smart to run over and grab him. Because right. what's going to happen is he'll pop up, immediately go back down. Yeah, it's fireball. It's like you wasted your whole turn. <laughs> right. And it, like legendary actions usually are, there's an attack. So it's like the barbarian, if he goes down, like he can't go back into the fight. Like he, he he's not. Right. He's at such capable. low health that if anything touches him, he goes back down anyway. Yeah. What is it worth getting him back up? This is boss fights are like, are so much fun. These are the things that are that make the game, I think, scalable in the long term. Because in the beginning, you're so worried about dying all the time. Any fight is life, life and death. Like you're, yeah. Yeah. if you're a that wizard, goblin, that goblin can do six damage, and you're at twelve health. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm all, I'm gonna die next turn. <laughs> Every uh, goblin is a boss fight. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For a wizard, everything is a boss fight. <laughs> Everything's a boss fight. Uh. But uh, but I mean it's true, and once you get higher levels, it's like it's it's yeah this it's is useless to throw do. bandits at you. Like so I'll do it just as a joke, just to be like, ha! I is it's funny saying like yeah to make us use some new spells or whatever. Or, yeah, or again as those fights to weaken us for the yeah. boss, just yeah. to use up some resources. Just to like, use up some okay, resources. That guy used like three spell slots. That was a good fight. Exactly. Because <laughs> like that's what I meant to do. Is maybe like your DM like your DM wouldn't just throw an easy fight at you. I better just <laughs> use my like blight spell on this guy right here. Right. Or to like set atmosphere. But yeah, these are the things that are just like you're you're in the dungeon. You know that this Dole King is somewhere in here and you just have to figure it out and it just builds anticipation. And you can just do crazy shit that you thought of the day before, and you don't really have to play test it because your party are like gods. <laughs> <laughs> right. These are the fights where you just go ahead and throw things at people. Yeah. It's almost not going to matter. <laughs> because, like, at, your party has so, at, at higher levels, your party has so many options that it's 
like it's i don't want to say it's pandering to them just throw like simple stuff at them but like again they can run away at any point sure yeah these are the fights where you want to get them to the brink of death yeah is the whole purpose of these fights you're really pushing the envelope on i want to get all of the people that have 70 hp down to below 10 Yes, that is, is like goal. the perfect. That is the my goal. Thing you want to knock somebody and use out. You want like nine out of ten of their spell slots. Like that's my goal. Yeah, you you <laughs> want them to be like, I need to take a rest right now. Yeah, <laughs> we're stopping here. <laughs> if if the party says we should take a rest before I want to loot the body, that is the prime <laughs> tell that you <laughs> you have done it right. Right. But yeah, it's just it's just lots of fun. Boss fights have the best loot. So the boss fights usually denote some sort of level up or something. Kind of the only time you're actually going to get loot of any anything meaningful. Meaningful. Yeah, I've been, I especially me, I've been a little stingy so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have enough to go over that, yeah, we're not as focused on the loot. But it has felt weird where I feel like we're in a campaign where money hasn't necessarily mattered. Like, we, we just, we have a lot of it and not a lot to spend it on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, at the beginning of the campaign, it did feel we did feel constrained by it, right? Like yep. those potions are really important. Probably go, guys, potions of water walking. Yeah. <laughs> that was so I was like, oh, there's one potion of like gaseous form, one potion of giant growth, ten potions of, of water breathing, and two healing potions. That was like, nah. Actually, oh, uh, the guy looks back, looks at the shelf. How many uh, party members are you guys? Six. Uh, yes, yeah, six potions, six potions of-, <laughs> of water breathing. Interesting, and en- enough exactly. For where for where are you guys going? Us. Oh, by a lake. I don't know. It's so crazy how we have this. Uh, that was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, but so, like at that point in the campaign, when you do have like towns and whatnot, I think a lot of it is because this whole land that we're in is very wilderness focused, yep. right? We're like almost never in town. Nailed it. Never. Yeah. We spend a, a lot of episodes in town and those moments. Yeah, sure. But then you leave town and you're never back for weeks. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> Barovia, the way I pictured it was like, there were, except for Velaki, which was like the only real like city, Right. Um, everywhere else is just like a bunch of communities who only survive because they've per- like enclosed themselves against the wilderness around it. So like right. money doesn't really mean much when you're in a hunter gatherer situation and right. constantly and, and it, and it hasn't. That's what it's felt like, right? So well, we're already off topic on the boss. I mean, we finished up boss fights. That was a good. Yeah, I I want to just like close out with like what are your like two or three things that make a good boss fight. Kind of put a My two or three things that make a good boss fight. I think one would be the fact that I had to use spells that I never used before. I that would be like number mm-hmm. one to me. Like I actually use this spell. <laughs> like <laughs> if I use a, a spell that I've never used before, I go, that boss fight did something so unique. I had to do this. That's awesome. So I think I think and that's I only for spellcasters. So on the martial side of things, same same statement, right? I had to do an action that I've never done before because of the boss fight. I mean, my martial characters, you know, he's got role-playing aspect, and in most fights, he's just swinging. Mm -hmm. If I had to do something to totally, like, that was totally different because of that, like, I had to, I don't know, 
do his crazy acrobatic move just to get to a certain spot to chop the chandelier to drop it on his head. That was awesome. I didn't just swing at the guy. I went up to the roof and slashed the (laughs) chandelier. I did something awesome. You know, that's really cool. And then the second would be, what what are your two while I think of my second one? Yeah, so like, I, I, I want to echo your first one, which is force choices that instigate variety in mm-hmm. game actions. Uh, make them do different stuff. I, I will say, like, this isn't anything concrete, so it might not be super helpful per se, but it, you want it to feel like you're cheating to the players without actually cheating. Uh, because it's kind of like the the multi-stage aspect of it oh i set the rules of this combat where you're fighting the spellcaster so this is what you're going to do these are the rules of the fight you're fighting a long-range spellcaster if you get up to them you're going to win uh-oh there's this massive animated treehouse which is way more painful than anything (laughs) that you've come up against as far as it's like oh here's this insane melee monster that now you have to deal with like halfway through and that kind that like breaks the rules that you've previously set up right i I, for my second one i i would just say like i want it to last long enough that it was meaningful i i don't like a short boss fight I, i like short fights i don't like a short boss fight i want the boss fight to be long. <laughs> Those yeah. are the combats I want to to actually... Because otherwise, it feels like your character isn't used to its potential. I have so many bonus actions, but it feels really bad when I've gone in for like... I went through five or six fights, and I've used like two bonus actions that were different. Like, I like that... That one where I did run out of resources. I went, yeah. holy crap, like, I exhausted everything. I don't have that any more bardic awesome. inspirations. What's going on? <laughs> like, what do I do Yeah, now? that's pretty typical. Like, I usually run out of that first. Right. That's like the first thing I run out of. Because I just I just dish that out and I'm like done with it. But I have so many other ones that I'm like, I, I feel bad not using these almost. It feels, it feels like a, a waste of my character. Mm-hmm. I love when I use my resources. So to the same point that makes those spellcasters weak, I still think as a spellcaster, it would be it would feel like a good fight if i was exhausted if it was yeah. I, if at the end i'm like scrambling to get something done i'm like oh god i then i do cast my cantrip to do this one thing yeah I'm, it, I'm gone because usually like when you're getting to that point you you never get to the point of a rebel fight you no just, you know that's what i'm saying you'll go you'll go again five fights without ever getting to that yeah I can literally go through five distinct fights and never even once be worried about that. Because even in the most of those short fights, you don't even get to those yeah. bonus action like thing. Like I don't even have a chance to do that. <laughs> yeah, because like otherwise it would just be ridiculous numbers. And also Fireball doesn't care how many people are within that twenty foot radius, baby. <laughs> yeah, just doing it all. I think my second one was it or is make sure you use the environment in some way to impact the fight. I think that is yeah. like some of the coolest things. I think for go. that, that goes hand in hand with my first point. Like, cause it, right. that, that will force the action, right? The yeah. the new action that you've never taken before. Yeah. Like if, the, if the environment's doing something wonky, it means you're like, you better do something different. You're the wall is collapsing right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? The, the room the is being collapsing. filled with water. <laughs> the spider queen is spitting out webs and essentially creating <laughs> barriers around places. You're like, okay, now I can't, now I can't go through there. Now, right. You can better be doing walls. something different because yeah. this is doing that. So you better do something. I don't, I don't know. Awesome. I think that was pretty good. 
We just covered boss fights. That's boss fights. Good. Well, what are we going to be talking about next week? We're going to get back to magic. We're going to do something a little different, which is going over some new cards. Oh, wait. No. That's <laughs> we've never done that before. Uh, this will be the first episode where we where we covered the same set for the third time in a row. Holy crap. Yeah. And we might we might need another episode on it. Don't know yet. We'll see how far we get. Yeah, this. I think we'll we'll get through the new cards of the ninety nine of the commander, but see how niche we had to get with that. It's like yeah. we're talking only the new cards, only from the commander product set from Forgotten Realms. And like, and let us know if you prefer like a bunch of shorter episodes, or did you like that one really long one? Yeah, which which begs the question. I mean, yeah, we'll get through those new cards. Should we keep talking about other cards? Because we still haven't gone over everything we can got gone over in the main set. We just picked out, you know, our you know what right. standout ones, but Stand we didn't go ones. over a, a huge amount. I probably could have made a list of thirty underrated cards. Instead, we had to pick five because we went over five strongest that you're likely to see. Right, and you know, like so we had or- to. The way we like, set it up. We, we still haven't talked about our other favorite format, Limited. You didn't really talk about it in a limited set. Oh, I'd love to do limited episodes, but yeah, it's tough to do that on every set that comes out because those sets come out every freaking week. Yeah, and, and also... So, like, the- how could we possibly also do... That would be a whole, like, separate podcast. It's like the Dragon the Party Limited, limited experience. Yeah, I, just to do a limited podcast. And I, I've been loving this limited set. I've been playing on Arena. I know you're not a big okay. online No, player, I don't play but, it, but... Um, yeah, I've been loving it on, on Arena. But so it's far. a good limited set, which, I honestly... So. I did play like a little bit of Strixhaven, even though I was super late to the party on that, and that was an awesome limit. I think Wizards oh, definitely figured out limited, though. I yeah, mean, they, they've they've had enough years of crap limited to go. Why didn't didn't that work? Yeah, and let's figure out what does and and push the envelope on that. And I got us. I mean, they they've been nailing it for a while on those. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is there are fewer like unplayable cards. Like, yeah. there's no there's no like. Four mana, two threes. That you're definitely right on that. They 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 have been pushing the power level, but that actually ended up super helping limited. Yeah, where so. like I think you mentioned in one of the things, like commons feel super impactful now. Like oh, I can play yeah, a common, yeah. and it's like, oh, that changed the game. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's that's like a two is lifelink. I'm just like, oh, that, like in your oh, equipment deck, you're like good. That's the best card you could have drawn here. Like that's better that's than this rare I just drew. Important. <laughs> what? Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely do got to do some limited episodes, but yeah, whether they're on a set that's new or just a general limited podcast right. to get people to to talk. Start the conversation on that is, is nothing. What about next time we get to D&D? So uh, hopefully, if the schedule works out, we're going to have Ooh. our first uh, guest host on to help play D&D. He is a uh, player in the same campaign that the host Brett is in and by campaign. He also plays in a couple other games. He's he's done some DM experience, too. Uh, he also Currently, plays Magic with us. Yeah. He, and his DMing currently is magic focused. I believe it's yes. in the magic realm. So. It's in an Innistrad uh, kind of it's theme, Innistrad. which is totally different than Curse of Strahd. Yeah, they're no. not even close to realm. One is werewolves and vampires, and the other one is... is vampires and werewolves. And werewolves. Exactly. So, <laughs> See? did you hear the difference there? I yeah. Go play back the tape. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just did. And we said two different things there. Yeah, so. we, I know we did. The, exactly. the statement was different. So hopefully that works out. <laughs> if it doesn't, whatever. 
<laughs> if it doesn't, we'll change it up. Uh, probably, we might go back to a character creation series. So look yeah. out for that. If if it doesn't work out, because then we'll we'd rather probably we got we got a lot of D and D classes to get to that I think a lot of people are interested in. And the more oh, yeah. we do, the faster we get those out, um, you know, and up for for the viewing pleasure of everyone. I think the better. Uh, so we might we might go to that, but we generally do every other. So mm-hmm. all right. With that, we can go. We can go back to partying then. Go back to the party. All right, good. All right, you guys are invited. Come on along, yeah. party with us, and all you listeners out there, party on! Party on!